Welcome to Halloween H4O, the little podcast on the Talk Film Society Network, where we go through all of the adventures of Michael Myers. Or, you know what, I think it's time that we change this to Adventures in Babysitting. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, joining me, as always, is my ever-constant co-host, Zach Moore. And Zach, I'm sorry, I just want to apologize. You know, I mean, like, I'm going to give you another chance here. Okay, I've got the custard waiting for you. Okay, but uh, bad boys that keep secrets don't get custard. <laughs> Am I a bad person, <laughs> Brennan? Yes, yes, you are. Now tell me your secrets. Uh, I'm happy to be back for Halloween H forty four O. H forty four. Still looking and that four O title. Yeah, four years I mean, later. Out. <laughs> uh, that's what the Talk Film Society does. I mean, you should see the Soderbergh twenty eight twenty eight is now up to like. 89, yeah. 89 or something like that. We're not going to change the title anytime soon. <laughs> Marcella, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Um, looking directly into your guys' eyes, seeing pure evil and being possessed by it. So happy to be here. Well, that's that's because I'm Canadian. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anywho, I'm, uh, I'm going to jump into this here and just say that I was really looking forward to this movie. I was really excited. And... I am surprised I am not injured by the amount of whiplash that I had from what I was expecting to what we got, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing right off the hop here. So we are going to go see, or we're going to go talk about Halloween ends here. Uh, Marcelo, tell us, how did you see this movie? Cause it, it was released, uh, in theaters and on Peacock at the same time. Yes. So, um, I should say, I mean, I was excited to see it. I, for the last year, I've been under attack, like many Halloween Kills lovers, of, uh, of people saying, yeah, that Halloween Kills, that's not very good. I literally had this conversation at a film festival a few weeks ago saying, hey, you know, I'm looking forward to ends. I was a big fan of Kills. Sue me, right? But people were like, ah, that movie's bad. But I've always been a defender, right? So I was thrilled for ends. I was pumped. I have a film critic here in town, uh, Mark Saldana. Um, who's amazing, who invites me to these press screenings every once in a while. And he's like, hey, I have a guest spot for Halloween Ends. Um, uh, it was this past Wednesday. We're recording on Friday. And I was like, I'm, I'm in, obviously. I'm going to you know, make sure I'm there. No plans on this night. I, uh, so I, I was thrilled to see it early. Saw it in a theater. Um, like 20% film critics. So, you know, the snooty people. But then the rest were like, normal folks who just managed to get a pass however way possible in these, you know, special screenings. Yeah. And <laughs> it was quite a thrill for me. Well, okay. I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that I loved it with some caveats, which we'll talk about, you know, it's not perfect, but I, I had a thrill watching it, but it was very interesting seeing it with a crowd who like, like you're saying, Brandon, like, there's there's some that it, people expect one thing with this movie or with this franchise, and this movie does not. You know, it it, it takes turns. It it takes unexpected. You know, a uh, uh, plot twist. You should say with mm-hmm. like the the character of Michael Myers and like you know uh, I don't know the mythology of this creature. And I was on board. I was like, yes, please. And <laughs> but I could sense there was like this sort of tension in the crowd, especially in like those first 20, 30 minutes where it's not what you expect uh, to see in a Halloween movie of just like people living their lives, people yeah. like trying to move forward from the, the, the events of the last film. That was interesting to see with the crowd. 
But then when it went into the kills and the gore, people were like just shrieking, hollering. I was like covering my eyes. I was like, wow, like this. I mean, if anything, this does deliver on the kills and the gore. So that's something at least that we can all agree on, right? right. Even if you don't like the movie, it does deliver on that. Seeing that with a crowd was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the ending, seeing that with a crowd, also interesting, <laughs> which we'll talk about. There were some laughs. There were some like, what? But yeah, I had just a great time watching this in a theater with like this audience. And I do want to see it again um, uh, in a theater with like a packed crowd because... I don't know whether you like it or whether you don't like it. It, I think it elicits a reaction from an audience, yep. which I'm all for. That's why I go to the movie. Uh, that's why I go to the to, to theater to watch movies. It's to kind of like have that social like gathering and hearing those interactions, hearing those like like uh, shocks and screams and like uh, gasps or like confusion from the crowd. I love it. And this, this movie delivers on all that. So um, I was, yeah. And my heart was racing by the end. I was like totally on board by, by the final sequence um, between, you know, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. So yeah, I, I had a ball watching in a theater just like two days ago. So yeah, that's my, my, my first and only time seeing it. I'll see it again, but yeah, I, the, there you go. Right Me on. and Halloween ends. Zach, how did you watch this? What are your initial impressions? I watched this on Peacock. Ooh. Because I get Peacock with my internet service. Rocking out <laughs> with your Peacock out. I'm also currently enjoying a Sequest DSV in HD, which is also available on Peacock. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I um, I enjoyed Kills less than y'all, but I still liked it. Uh, and this, I really was just like, okay, what, what are they going to do with this? And, and I just... This movie's fine. We'll discuss it. I, as usual, I think I enjoyed it less than y'all. I, it's um, seeing. Obviously, we're very familiar with the Halloween franchise and what they've done over over the course of the last, you know, what thirteen movies now, something like that. And uh, they did some crazy stuff here, but it's really no crazier than other stuff they've done. It's all in the execution, I think. So it's it's interesting to see people like, you know, like I guess every movie these days with any sort of anticipation has <laughs> immediately polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> with extreme opinions uh so i i i found myself enjoying lots of parts of the movie but then also being very confused by other parts um and was like oh is this oh it's not oh we're doing this now okay so i, I felt mm-hmm. like there was a lot of that going on and, and i'm looking forward to discussing it uh with y'all especially you brandon who as usual immediately <laughs> said Oh, five stars is the best movie ever. <laughs> was not surprised at all to see your immediate reaction. So I, f- I feel judged. I feel judged. As you should. As, As you I should. should. <laughs> okay, so I went to the theater. I went to a five o'clock showing and crapped my pants when I found out that the tickets were $19.50 just for a regular showing Canadian. I mean, wow. like, that's that's insane. I don't, what, how much is a ticket in the States? Um, well, it's, it's hard for me to say cause I'm part of like two subscription services at two theaters. <laughs> okay. Like I, 
I have the season pass at the Draft House, and I have the A list at AMC. But typically, they go like thirteen dollars. Yeah. Uh, like matinee, matinee, maybe. Yeah, maybe a, a, yeah, yeah. a prime time. You're gonna look at maybe seventeen, twenty dollars. Just about. Yeah. And if you go to like the RPX wow. Theater or something special like or that, or like the, the 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 Dolby Cinema at AMC. If I didn't have A list, I'd be paying like twenty bucks a ticket for the Dolby Cinema, which is entirely worth it. I'm glad I got the A list, by the way. But yeah, that's that's those are ticket prices here mm-hmm. in the U.S. Okay, yeah. I wonder if like. Like there was something special about the screen because I didn't pay for like the wider seats, like the spaced out seats. I, I just bought a ticket and I'm like, it was 1950, and I was like sticker shock on that <laughs> for one but ticket. Like, <laughs> for one ticket, what's going on here? Uh, anyways, but when we went as well, there was like nobody in the theaters. Five o'clock on a Thursday here in Regina, Saskatchewan, there was like eight people in the theater I think something like that me and my buddy went together well to there's only like it. eight people that live there Brandon so that's really a good pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but I you know I was just I settled in and I'm like okay what are we getting into and as soon as that first scene happened I'm like okay we're in for something really really different here and I'm intrigued and it kind of I was watching it it took me a little bit to get into it but like I don't know I'd say about a third of the way into the film I'm like okay I'm fully on board with this this is really really fascinating and I I did truly love it um I had a really great day yesterday because I took a vacation day from work and I actually watched all four in a row. So it was wonderful to do that. Um, this is probably the last time I'm going to get to do something like that. Like I just, I can't see another Halloween movie coming anytime soon after this. I think, I think that Blumhouse has lost the rights. I've heard that they've lost the rights now, so they won't be doing anymore. They revert back to the Akkad family or whatever. Interesting. Um, but I could be wrong about that here. But I, I mean, I, I've seen a few tweets. I saw somebody tweet out. I wish I could remember who right now. He said, look, this movie is going to be divisive right off the bat. They swung for the fences. They did some thorn-like stuff in this, like for off the wallness. And he's here for it. And you know what? So am I. Like, I could totally see why people are not going to like this movie. I can totally see why people are going to hate it. Like, I'm getting off of this trilogy the Star Wars sequel trilogy vibes, right? Where it's like there people are hated definitely Last comparisons Jedi. here. Yeah. yeah, people hated what's the third one, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, um, and and I could see that, but for me, this was an extremely satisfying conclusion because Green didn't do a Halloween movie like a Halloween movie has been done in the past. Like he's done something really different here. And I really think that the last film ends, it it really sticks the landing for the story that he's been crafting over the three of these, where it comes to like, what is the source of evil? What is the essence of evil? Is evil contagious in our environment right now? You know, and I think that that story has been played out over the three films in a really, really, really fascinating way. And for me, um, I really like the comparison and this kind of plot that's been done between Corey and Laurie in this film, you know, like, I mean, like, I've got to point out a few things here, but I mean, like, you know, their name even rhymes, right? Like Corey and Laurie, right? And they both are like, you know, starting and ending the film. They're both over a dead body holding a knife, right? But they're not responsible for the death that's in front of them, but they're shrapnelly responsible for the death that's in front of them, you know? Like, so there's a lot of really interesting things, I think, in this. Uh, let's start with the main title sequence, though. Okay, so in this yeah. one here, we've got pumpkins coming 
and expanding and stretching and breaking the pumpkins that they're inside. And then we end with a pumpkin with no jack-o'-lantern face on it. Marcelo, what are your take? What's your take on the main title <laughs> sequence here? I mean, okay. I, I love that uh, people have been pointing out and you also pointed it out <clears throat> this morning, Brandon, in mm-hmm. our talk from society discord about how the font is exactly the same as a uh, season of the witch, right. uh, that font. And it kind of blew my mind because I didn't catch on to that, you know, right away seeing it for the first time, which I should have because, like, Halloween Three Seasons of the Witch is, like, my second favorite Halloween movie. Um, but, yeah, the, and then, like, I, I, I always love, like, every time they do one of these title sequences with the pumpkins, I'm like, okay, what are they going to do this time? And I'm going to be honest, like, I do love the, I, I loved the, uh, the breaking through of the Jack Lanterns through each one, but... I, I I do not know how to interpret the blank one at the end. Maybe it just means like this is it, no more jack o' lanterns, we've reached the end. So that's my basic interpretation of it. But I enjoyed once again seeing like a different interpretation of like the pumpkin or jack o' lantern like title sequence. And again, I'm totally on board with um, the font selection in this because I do believe like this is. I okay. I loved having the little conversations with people before watching this, like theorizing like what could what it could possibly be. And my friend Mark, who I saw it with, I'm like, it's like, yeah, like, I would love it if, like, they just, in the first 20 minutes, like, killed off Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and just, and it just became, like, about Silver Shamrock, right? (laughs) Um, That would have been great. And, yeah. (laughs) But in a way, this movie is kind of like an anthology movie because it does something different. It, like, doesn't put its entire focus on Laurie Strode. It focuses on Corey and him being possessed it becomes like a story of the week sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, I see how David Gordon Green and like the, the screenwriters kind of were, were saying, let's play with like this third chapter and kind of have it be sort of its own thing compared to the last two movies. And I think the title sequence, the title selection, the font selection, referencing Season of the Witch, I think was a smart play. So that's how I felt about the title sequence. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize it was the uh, exact same font and uh, color as Season of the Witch until Brandon sent me something. I'm like, oh, that is exactly the same. That's very interesting. I, I thought they were doing like a Star Trek original series season oh, three yeah. thing. Like, oh, well, let's make it blue. It's the third one, right? <laughs> we'll make it blue. But, uh, but you know, before before we get too deep into it, Brandon, I do have some trivia. If you oh, geez. Goodness, oh, that's right. It's been so long since we've done this, I forgot about it. But it's, I did it's, want... it's, it's just like the movie. We're just shaking it up. We're just shaking it up. <laughs> but there's, there's uh, but... honestly really not that much <laughs> trivia. So it's no. <laughs> Okay, well, let me add here. So we're talking about that, but also pointed out in the thing is that the 2018 Halloween used the same font as the 1978 Halloween, and the 2019, no, 2021 Halloween Kills used the same font as Halloween 2 from 1981. That's right. And this 2022 Halloween Ends used the same font as the 1982 Halloween 3, and I didn't even realize this. I don't know if this was planned because I thought Kills was supposed to come out earlier, but this has now ended up that all three of these movies were 40 years after one, two, and three. Yeah. Oh. So well, I'm looking that... forward to Halloween 4 in 2029. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because Halloween uh, because Halloween 4 came out in 1980. Oh, 1988. I guess. Yeah, That's right. Excuse me. So, yeah. dude, twenty twenty eight. Mark your calendars there. But yes, Brandon, that that is that is true. That was some of the trivia I was going to say. So, thank you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. So, uh, so in July twenty nineteen, uh, they released the titles and release dates at the time 
uh, of the two sequels to 2018's Halloween. It was Halloween Kills, set to be released October 16th, 2020, and Halloween Ends, set to be released October 15th, 2021. Uh, they originally planned to film them back-to-back, uh, but did not because of the intense schedule, and then, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic hit and uh, delayed everything. So during that delay, uh, they rewrote the script quite a bit, uh, including a major time jump between Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And initial reports said they were going to use the pandemic as part of the plot. Obviously, that did not take place. I I don't know if that was something that they took out during the writing stage or edited out. I don't really see anything here they would have edited around, so they probably just changed their mind by the time they got to to filming uh, based off what... I can tell what I found. Um, but it was a four-year time gap, which, uh, as Brandon alluded to, uh, links up not only with the original, quote-unquote, Halloween trilogy, uh, 40 years ago. So it really is Halloween-ish for us still. Um, but also uh, the real world. It, it reflects the time that it's passed uh, in the real world because, you know, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills took place the same night, but they were, you know, three years apart, much like Halloween and Halloween 2. Uh, from 78 and 81 so that's interesting that you can kind of I, I guess you can account for like people looking older but they pretty much all look the same age even allison who like was supposed to be in high school and was now like a you know past college and a nurse or something uh it's like you basically look 25 <laughs> <laughs> the last few years so it's really all the same and you know jame lee curtis who, who does return again is laurie strode she has said this would the la- be the last time she plays laurie strode uh, but of course, she said the same thing after Halloween Two and Halloween Resurrection. But I do think this is <laughs> this is going to be it for her. Yeah. Uh, now, interestingly, uh, Kylie Richards, uh, who played the little girl in whose name escapes me as I speak here, maybe one of y'all can help me. What's her name? <laughs> Lindsay Wallace. Thank you, Lindsay Wallace. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So she played Lindsay Wallace in the original Halloween. She came back. And Halloween Kills, and uh, she actually originally they, they hadn't really planned uh, or expected her to return, but there was such a positive reception uh, to her in Halloween Kills that they uh, wrote her into the script and gave her a little more to do this time. Which, which I agree, I, I think it was great to see her again, and I think she was a highlight of Halloween Kills, bringing her back. Um, now, Lori does uh, wear the same clothes she wore in the original Halloween, so it's like poetry; it rhymes there. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, the 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 blue and then even the sweater. A lot of little same things in the house. The the needle, the knitting. You know, there's a lot of that going on there. Uh, So there's some visual tie-ins to the original. In addition to the, you know, archival footage they have for the original film, which I am always kind of on the fence of. Like, do you guys remember this? Maybe it's because because we're so like familiar. You know, Brandon. Like, just side note, Brandon. You watch all four, all four of this continuity that day in one day. Did you find that? tiresome to see those same clips again or did you enjoy them cutting back to that no i'm like is this necessary is this really necessary yeah. i mean the halloween ends is probably not going to be somebody's first entry into the halloween franchise i mean mm-hmm. it might but it's probably not yeah probably marcel what, what do you think of that when they cut in footage like that <clears throat> i mean um normally i don't like it either but i i think it it, it played well with, like with um 
her whole trying to write this book about her. I don't. Well, I don't know. The, the, <laughs> I say that, but I also think like the the whole her writing a book about her life story is kind of like a trope we've seen before too with other like franchises and, and characters. We have. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know this this very this had a very like Scream Three sort of vibe to it by the end too. Um, but no, I, I I was fine with it. I guess I'm like you know what this is the last time she's gonna do it. Why not like right. do do little thing? It wasn't overplayed, you know. I, I I think it was just fine. And I know they they did a little bit of that in Halloween 2018. I don't. Did they do anything? No, they didn't kills as well. They didn't kills because they showed they showed footage from Halloween two, which doesn't exist in this continuity. That's well, that's it was just right. a brief, brief, yeah, brief, just a brief so, shot yeah. there of uh, of the sheriff's daughter. But anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I realize you're getting kind of a Scream 3 feel from this, but I mean, at least the killer didn't turn out to be Lori's brother, because that would have been just weird. Yeah, that'd be, that would be dumb. That would be I mean, dumb. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. Who would do that? That's weird. It's not his brother. People made that up. Anyway, uh, just a couple last bits. Uh, you guys talked about Blumhouse and uh, Jason Bloom, or Blum. What is Bloom? Blum? I don't know. I- I say Blum, but who knows? I've heard mm. both. So I'm not just, anyway, yeah. uh, we'll ask him when we interview him for our next episode. <laughs> not. But he's confirmed uh, that Michael Myers cannot die because that uh, that clause by the Akkad still exists that they can never permanently kill uh, Michael Myers. So they're, uh, it wouldn't, it's not going to be the final film in the franchise, but it's going to be the last Halloween film under Blumhouse. Uh, because, as you guys mentioned, the rights of the film series have, have reverted fully to Malek Akkad, who is, of course, the son of Mustafa Akkad, who mm-hmm. was you know, the, the custodian of the franchise for so many years. That was, yeah. And that's his son. So, And uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's our very in-depth trivia on, <laughs> on Halloween ends. You know, and these kind of movies, they're brand new, and also like they're so shrouded in secrecy. There's really a lot, lot, lot to dive into, which is fine, because I think we have plenty to discuss as far as the film itself goes. Yeah. Well, I predict that the next one, how Michael's going to come back, is it's going to be very different. Since they've like ground him into ground beef, they're just going <laughs> to eat him, and then everybody will get infected with the evil when they eat him. What do you think? That's that's literally what I was having a conversation with my friend who's never going to see the movie. <laughs> she, she's very adverse to seeing horror movies. But I told her the plot, and I go, and then at the very end, they grind him up into bits. And then she goes, oh, do you know what would be interesting? She pitched me like the sequel. She goes, there are pigs. <laughs> nearby oh, the pigs geez. eat michael myers <laughs> then whoever eats the pigs get, get possessed by the spirit and i'm like perfect write it what the, that that's it that's what they'll <laughs> that do. is absolutely <laughs> like an x-files episode <laughs> <laughs> do it um okay so i got i did get so many vibes of so many other horror movies in this film um so like right off from the haddonfield tragedies and where michael myers was located i got tons of it chapter two vibes here what are you guys thinking here Oh yeah, absolutely it. I mean, the, the sewer alone, you know. I mean, that's definitely that's that. And have, having those movies having come out so similarly, so so close in time to these as well, it's kind of on your mind. So I I thought it as well. Yeah. See, his entry into that place under there totally made me think of um, Fred Penner's place, which in Canada that joke is going to slap hard. Okay, because that's like a Canadian kid show where <laughs> this guy like crawls through a log and goes to his little magical place. So yeah, magical yeah. place. That's one way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so like th- th- all of these tragedies. So it's interesting. So again, so the reason why I like this is he's expanding on what he's done before. So so Michael Myers in 
in 2018 basically infected that doctor and that doctor needed to see and needed to learn and needed to find out what Michael's motivations are. So he set that whole thing up. So he brought Michael to Lori's place in the movie. And, but what Michael really wanted was his house and going back to his house and going back to where it all started. And so the, everybody was assuming that it had to do with Lori, but it didn't really have to do with Lori and Halloween kills comes around and the town is like the infection is spreading into the town and everybody's chasing Michael down. There's innocent people dying because they've got no focus. And then here we are now that Michael Myers is quote unquote dead. You know, the, it's starting to spread to other people in the city of Haddonfield and other people, like all these deaths are happening and suicides are happening and violence is happening and people not caring. And they're showing this by like having a, uh, Corey almost get hit by a car, right? That's, that's kind of the vibes that I'm getting on here. But I mean, like that's building on what he's established, what this trilogy is going to be about. Yeah. I, I do enjoy how in the last two movies in particular, uh, with kills and ends, how Haddonfield is portrayed as like this little town uh, with these like locales that have these people in it that like feel like lived in and like these ki- and and you do get that sense of like yeah like you're saying Brandon they've been through so much and this evil just hovers around them basically making everybody so judgmental and like casting Corey aside. And basically driving him to be possessed and be evil himself. Um, I, I enjoyed it, and it's just, it was interesting rewatching uh, Halloween 2018 uh, kills and ends in the same day because I did that when I saw ends because like you could have not you know done ends and kills right. It, I think it would have been perfectly fine to end the the series with Halloween 2018, right? Yeah. I would have yeah. been like, okay, fine, but. I think the smart thing that David Gordon Green and the screenwriters do in Kills and Ends is, like you were saying, Brandon, expand on that idea of, like, no, like, Michael Myers uh, is driven by one thing, just going to his house and basically murdering people and getting these, uh, as we find out in Ends, like, these powers, you know, and basically every kill he, uh, he, he perpetrates, like, makes him stronger. And I love that they expanded on it in here and how that sort of affects the people of Haddonfield like I, it's, it's like a cloud hovering over the city mm-hmm. over this little town. So I enjoyed that aspect of like d- uh, digging deeper into how Michael Myers has infected, you know, Haddonfield. I enjoy that in ends. Yeah. I see what you guys are saying about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nope. <laughs> now two things on that one, uh, you know, the, the physical um, manifestation of like the eat transfer of the evil was a little much for me. You know, and it's like, oh, look, it's in his eyes, and he went into his eyes. And do you get it, everyone? I'm like, Okay, man. so <laughs> did the evil go into Corey, or <sighs> did Michael pull something out? Because all of the like, images it, it are so official. Flesh. It's, it's like Michael like, like saw into his soul and was like, oh, well, you're worthy of me not killing you. You can be the next me or something. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, so I, let's talk about yeah. it. It's happening. I'm playing it uh, on mute in the background, and this scene is actually happening Excellent. right now. So, Excellent. okay. So, Live okay. commentary. <laughs> My interpretation of it is uh, they, uh, uh, Corey references it to Lori uh, later on when they have a conversation about Michael Myers. It's like, oh, I guess at the very end in the, the, the climax in, in her house, he, like, he says to her in so many words, like, you saw that evil in his eyes, and look where you are. 
So I guess my... Yeah, for about halfway through the movie, I'm like, wait, did he get possessed by this? And I joked about it earlier in the podcast, but like, I kind of see it as um, more like, kind of like what Brandon was saying in the in 2018, where the doctor sort of got possessed in a way. I think it's just, and also they do that quote in the in this movie, which somebody scoffed at on my screening about like, if you look into the abyss, the abyss looks back, right? So I don't necessarily think he got possessed by this evil of Michael Myers. I just think he just saw like just pure evil and just got pushed to, you know, to doing these horrible acts. At least that's how I see it. It's not necessarily like a full on like cult of thorn, like possession thing. It's Mm -hmm. more like I see the evil. I'm attracted by it. I'm now going to pursue this. So he, he, like, he was always on. He was teetering on the edge of good and bad. But Michael Myers, like leaving, like leaving him alone, finally made him think. Oh, okay, I'll just be bad because this is what the town wants. You know, now Michael Myers is my friend, so I'm going to feed him <laughs> victims. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, because the thing is, like, okay, so let's talk about the opening scene here. So, since we're talking about this here, I don't like. He got off. Right. Oh yeah. But but by like, the way, incredible opening scene. Like that's what, like, yeah, we should talk yeah, about that. Like, oh my god! Like, like I was like, okay, what's gonna happen here? I figured Michael Myers was gonna show up and like in, in that scenario, did. right? Well, because but no, the kid is just the, not that the kid deserved to die, right? But no. the kid was kind of asking for it because he, <laughs> yeah. he was screwing with this. I mean, he you know, I'm just saying like he was he was screwing with the babysitter. You know, by the way, watching the thing, John Carpenter's the thing on the yes. TV, much like they watched the original thing from another world. So you know, that's yeah. that's a pretty cool reference there but running around locking him in the thing you know uh being a jerk to him and then just the the editing there was so good like he's banging on the door the parents are showing off you're like oh my god what's gonna happen here but then to have him kick open the door and have the kid fly off because you know something's gonna happen with those stairs when they pan up to this like mansion of a staircase to have him fly off the top and like fall to his death i was like whoa what a way to start the movie because so. like yeah. I, I don't think Corey is guilty of anything. I don't no. think there's a crime there. Okay, no, that's, like, that's, that's a like, horrible accident. Yeah. So right. like, how is that the evil thing that Michael sees or whatever, right? Or like, what <sighs> well, do you Michael think? Well, Michael Myers this? doesn't kill kids. He kills babysitters. Right. The kid even says that. I'm like, oh, look at this. They're... I know because he killed the kid in 2018. That was the the one that wanted to dance. Yeah, we know that. We didn't like that then either. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> Well, that, that, that's the kid who gets like this, like the fence through his. No, you're talking no. about the kid in the truck in the in the original. I'm talking about the kid in the oh! truck with his dad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's like, like, Dad, I just want to dance. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, that kid. Yeah, yeah. he can just kill kids. Well, I, it, it's, I don't know. Again, like maybe this is a, uh, this is like one of the points people make who 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 are saying this is like not a good movie. Like I, it is. I don't know. It's it's. I think more. Again, I think to me, it's like more Michael Myers thinking, okay, I see that you are a, to- a tortured soul. And maybe Michael Myers himself thinks, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, you killed somebody and like, look, this town turned against you. I killed plenty of people in the town cr- to turn against me. We're, like, we're both these evil, we're both seen as evil forces. One, you know, rightfully so. Maybe the other one, and the other one, definitely not rightfully so. He should not. Corey. People in my screening really felt bad for Corey. I feel bad for Corey. Yeah, he's um, a very sympathetic th- uh, antagonist. I mean, he's almost the yeah. protagonist. He's almost he's the almost the protagonist for the beginning of the film. And yeah. So I, I I guess Michael Myers saw that maybe he was a fellow tortured soul in a way, but 
I don't know. Michael Myers is a monster. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, his opinion is invalid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think again, so based on that, I think again that this is like saying that, so Michael Myers infected the town and then the town is infecting other people and the town's evilness pushed Corey over the edge, right? So like right. with these, these punk kids and whatnot who are like, you know, dealing with them and calling them names and whatnot. So, uh, Yes, but then it. So then they're like, I don't recognize the, like the dad of the kid that got killed. He's like, I don't. I didn't recognize him. I saw evil in his eyes, and Lori saw evil in his eyes and whatnot. And so, so this goes back to what I think is that, um, the, the with the main title sequence with the pumpkins. So this is this is how I read the main title sequence now. On this is that, like, anger and evil is on the outside, but it comes from within and somebody else's evil getting inside of you can turn you evil. You're and it's showing that her writing the book where she says, let evil inside. Is that what? Yes. Okay. But also like it gets down to like, okay, so evil itself is a blank slate. Like evil is not good. Evil is just evil. It's blank and evil can be come anything. And so it be like if you if you were to play that in reverse, the evil is blank, and then it becomes someone else who gets inside of somebody else who gets inside of somebody else. If you go the opposite direction of it, is that am I wording what I, am I making sense here? It's like pay it forward yeah. but with evil. Pay it forward but with evil. <laughs> evil no, it forward. I know. I, I know. I, I understand like the the thematic, you know, like what we're going for. But like to have a physical. Do you like- though, Zach? Because you only gave this three stars. <laughs> Well, we're gonna jump ahead to the end now. The <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it becomes Friday the Thirteenth, where it's like, oh, Jason Voorhees yeah. is a creature that lives inside people and jumps from body to body. Like, I do not like that. I do not no, like that's, that. That's trash. And also, it's like when after it's almost like he got bit by the spider and he's Spider Man because he comes home and he doesn't wear the glasses anymore. Do you notice this? Yes. And so that's yeah. that's like, what is this? Like, I don't. So I just it was kind of vague, and it would have been more vague if they hadn't had just had that. If they just wouldn't have like the the energy in their eyes and the flashbacks of the of him reading his soul, I think it'd be more open to interpretation. But I think that makes it even more confusing. So, it, in my opinion, it does it does pay like a homage to like Christine in a yeah, way. Yeah, very much so. Even the yeah. plan, yeah. he's like a cool guy now, and you know, I anyway. got my bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like uh, right after the movie ended, I, I talked to my friends and like like I'm like, okay, what does this remind you of? Because like I, I had it on to my tongue, and then Christine, I finally figured it out today. Somebody mentioned Christine on Twitter. I was like, oh, okay, that's right. But then I thought somebody mentioned a uh, uh, little shop of horrors. It's like, okay, that's kind of similar. Like the, uh, this monster is getting fed, and like the the guy who's feeding him is like you know uh, 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 becoming, I guess, in his eyes, like a better person in a way after after feeding this monster. But I don't know, like it's. The, no matter how or like why or like the rationale behind this possession in quotes, I do enjoy this relationship that he has with Michael Myers in this limited time <laughs> where he's like, hey, let's go kill people together. Let's do this yeah. guy. Um, I enjoy the aspect of the movie very much so because I was like, I yeah, sure. We've seen this before, like other horror movies like Friday the 13th, like where it's like, is it? Jason, like, I forget which one. I always forget which one is the one where it's not Jason Voorhees. It's like somebody else. It's five. Right? five. It's five, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, which they but, also... Uh, <laughs> they said, well, he said, so many other horror movies in here, right? Yeah, there's yeah. so many other horror movies. But I, I enjoyed it because 
like I said before, it's like it. I had expectations. I also was like, you know, we'll see what happens. And I did not expect this movie to do these things. Um, yeah. And I should also say before, like all before even he before he meets Michael Myers, Corey, I did enjoy the span of time where we just were with these characters. I agree. We're like, we're like, uh, um, uh, Allison has like a meet cute with Corey, and I'm like, what movie am I watching? Like, and and <laughs> also feel like, like a different movie. <laughs> Yeah, but I loved it though. It's like and like Lori meets uh, 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 the sheriff, uh, Will uh, uh, yeah. Penn, right, at, 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 yeah. in the grocery store, and I'm like, oh my god, and I got I got a little emotional <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I want it's because like I wanted to see these characters happy, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm like, oh okay, this is unexpected. I'm actually happy. Like we have this like sort of like lull before things you know uh, eventually get bad for these for these people. But yeah, that was unexpected for me. I will say, like this, like brief period of time, where I was just like watching like a indie movie, <laughs> like these characters living in a small town. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me ask you about this. And so you're saying for expectations. So with the lead up of eighteen and kills, I was expecting them to go the route of the mask itself is the thing that contributes to the evil, and the house itself is the goal for Michael. And I mean, like this, this movie like completely flips that upside down because it's you know. He still has the mask, but he's like this weak and old man yeah. living in the sewers, not near his house or anything like this for four years, which I, I don't understand the necessity of the four-year time jump except to make it current. But Yeah, that's, um, that's totally what it has to be, yeah. Yeah, and then but then as soon as he starts killing that cop that's the ex-boyfriend of Allison there, he's getting stronger as he's killing him. So, yeah. Zach, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, you see those bodies at the beginning of the movie and stuff, and I, I think the implication is maybe Michael Myers killed them, maybe that maybe one of them looks like a suicide. You know, it's all that's all very vague, right? Um, yeah, so obviously I think what this movie shows you is the, the more he kills, the stronger he gets, right? Uh, which, to me, like, I, I really enjoyed the, the, the angle of the first one, for the second one, Halloween 2018, right? Where they were like, he's just a guy in a mask, right? Yeah. And I thought, and I always thought it'd be interesting... I know the the whole like Doctor Sartain taking the mask thing. People are, like freaked out about. I'm like I, that was an interesting twist. Maybe if that guy was younger, and maybe he kind of took over from Michael Myers. Then like I've always like the whole somebody replaces him. You know, I would be interesting. That's something never have really done in, in the Halloween franchise. And I thought that's and they've done it as we said on like, Friday Thirteenth, other places. Like that's a very logical thing to do. So I would have been fine with just no supernatural things at all. <laughs> but <laughs> but. Uh, uh, Corey taking over for whatever reason, whatever mechanism, m- taking over for Michael Myers. I mean, he finds Michael Myers' corpse down there in the sewer, and he's like, puts on the mask. He's like, I don't know. I just think all the supernatural stuff we're talking about really just muddies the waters. And when I felt like, you know, when they started this trilogy, they were like, all right, we're going to ignore all that other silly supernatural stuff. We're going to get back to basics, right? I thought that was kind of the angle with 2018, where you just end up right where you started, which is what I thought was, <laughs> that's what's so ironic about this trilogy were like we are doing the stuff they did in four five and six with with like supernatural possession and and whatever else so i um i don't know I, i'm all about like passing the mantle off to somebody else but i just don't think they needed to like physically like possess you through evil and explain his powers so that's we've always said that's what's so interesting about michael myers in a lot of ways you don't know why he does the the reasons he, he his that sort of thing uh but now i guess we sort of do i don't know mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and I'll just say, yeah, I mean, as much as I like this movie, Brandon, don't get on me. I know you gave it a 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4 out of 5. But it that whole, the his powers coming from the killing, 
I mean, as much as I'm like, okay, I'm on board with this craziness. I'm like, also like, yeah, it is muddy. Like Zach was saying, like there is no clear reason why we just tend we. The reason why I like kill so much is because that ending does leave it ambiguous, really. Of like, okay, we expect Michael Myers to be dead after being like stabbed, shot, whatever, um, and then he comes back and just kills like those townsfolk in, uh, on that uh, you know uh, uh, on that street. And I'm like, oh, he's just pure evil. Like, there's no explanation, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but then like this whole thing of like you see him getting up, like, like <laughs> him like uh, you know correcting his posture and like standing up straight after killing that that cop. I'm like, okay, you know, I I get it. I don't need to see it. I want it to be a little bit more vague. I like the mystery of it. Like that he's just this monster we don't know about. Mm-hmm. But if they had explained it though even more i would probably have been like eh, oh it, i don't know i yeah it's I don't like know. they explained it just a little too much yeah. it's like you yeah just, yeah yeah you either just go all in and try to and that's what they did with four five and six right with the cult and all that stuff like you go all right. in and it's absurd but at least you try to connect the dots or you don't explain anything at all and to me this is just some weird middle ground where they, they put one step into explanation but yeah that just makes it strange because you, you kind of need more at that point as opposed to he's like the shape right he's just out there yeah. doing stuff it's just i prefer that kind of michael myers but even living in the sewers and stuff much halloween resurrection he's living in like the the catacombs <laughs> under right. his house <laughs> it's very similar to that as well so so many so many connections there now and then you know hollow you think about halloween five or he's just like passed out and that homeless guy's shack for like a year or I got, something, and I got those vibes yeah. watching this. Yeah, yeah. So the, this whole this whole trilogy has reminded has has sprinkled through things from all the other movies. It's got I guess a, a quote unquote celebration of the franchise, which which I do which I do appreciate. But to to the to the point of to the finer point, Brandon, of the question you're asking about like what we think about what they've done with like the explanation and powers of Michael Myers, I, I, I could leave, I could leave that. You could leave that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Other potpourri. We should, should have just called this one Halloween potpourri. Well, right, this movie. I, I did want so. to mention, you know, we mentioned the, the relationship between Corey and Allison. I thought that was really weird. And I've like, I, I kind of like initially, cause like, does she know him? Does she know who he is? She'd know who he is. Yeah, eventually that kind of comes out. But I was like, this is so strange. Like, I thought this was the weirdest thing. But then I was like, okay, well, she is a, you know, she's been through a lot of trauma. She's looking for connection. Her grandma kind of, like, forced this meet cute upon them, which is so interesting. Even literally at the end when Lori, or near the end, when Lori is, like, in his house telling him that he's evil and to stay away from Allison, like, I literally said to the TV right before he said, I'm like, you brought him into this. And then he's like, yeah. you brought me into this. So I'm like, what do you, what is your motivation? I don't. I thought that was, really, once they got together and stuff, I was like, oh, this is an interesting angle. Maybe they're both going to turn evil. Like, I thought, like, maybe Allison was going to go kill the doctor and the nurse right, and, and do that while, like, Corey just did other stuff and they would both kind of be the new evil in town. or Because so, it seemed to be going that route like she's riding around on a motorcycle with them and like don't talk to me grandma you kill my whole family you know that kind of stuff and yeah. uh that's that's another right i'm not saying they should have done that i just thought that was an angle like this this movie could have gone a lot of directions i had no idea what they were doing for a lot of it so i really had no idea what to expect <laughs> as it went i guess yeah. is my point so anyway yeah but that was interesting uh, to see them in a relationship and it gave her something I think more to do than in the last one anyway, Allison. Like her whole subplot at the, at the hospital and then her frustrations and that kind of thing. So, okay. Yeah, I, so, I, I was going to say, I really did like her character in this, mm-hmm. Allison. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, the strangest thing for me was the dance floor sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a little, it was a little odd. Yeah. So, like, I, where he's just like on the floor and like going around and I'm like, have a good time, man. 
what is going on? Because me and my buddy that went to see it were like, is she like trying to get against him? Did she put something in his drink or something like this? Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, it didn't happen to be that way, but I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? In in retrospect, they only did that. It it seemed a little like they're they're trying to connect that moment of like him being so happy on the dance floor on the floor to like him dying and like her looking overhead, you know, at him dying. It's like the same position in both yeah. scenes. It's like her looking down at him dying and her looking down at him on the dance floor. It's a loose connection in my mind. I it's it's odd sequence that dance sequence. There was a lot of like uh Halloween uh Chekhov's guns in this here where they posted a lot of things and brought them back later. One of the ones that I really like cuz I thought it was subtle, okay, they just kind of go with it is Lori's good intentions getting turned to ash. So like, so she makes this pie. She doesn't have to make the pie. Allison is like, I can go to the store and make a pie. And she's like, no, I want to make this pie for you because I love you. And this is a tradition. And right. And then it, be, it turns to ash, right? Because she, it doesn't turn out the way she expected. Same with this relationship, right? She brings Corey in and it doesn't turn out as expected and whatnot. And like everything kind of turns to ash for her okay. throughout the movie here. So I thought it was very subtle. And that's why I like that one the most. I mean, like, there was a couple things where I'm like, we're definitely getting that again. Like, when the thing blew up in the microwave, I'm like, okay, that's going to come back yeah. at some point. And obviously the grinder, okay, that's coming back at uh, some point. We're yeah. waiting to see who's going to die I was waiting one. the whole movie for them to, like, put somebody <laughs> yeah. through that grinder. I'm like, oh, well, when, the, when, the, when the bullies show The very interestingly diverse group of bullies. Because <laughs> yeah. usually, you know what I mean? Like, usually it would be just the four jocks, right? But they're kind of like, yeah. oh, we're going to have, you know, two, you know, four different kinds of people here. Um, it's 2022. <laughs> I mean, uh, even the bullies TikTokers can be bullies. Yeah, <laughs> but I I expected at that point the car and them was going to go in the in the yes. grinder, and then oh, yeah. that didn't happen. I'm like, whoa! Did we just set this up for nothing? But of course, they bring it back at the end. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Did you? I don't know if you have anything had to add to the pie thing. But I just I don't know. I like that one a lot. So no, I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, going to the grander theme of it, I did feel so bad for Lori uh, throughout this whole thing because like she wants to do good she wants to move on with her life she wants to have like she wants to go see the cherry blossoms in in japan uh with with, with will Patton. but it's the it's the town and the evil that just uh holds her back and just you know ruins everything for her until the very end when mm-hmm. he gets grinded into dust grounded. well and speaking <laughs> of lori and grounded co- pig and <laughs> speaking of lori and consequences <laughs> I, you know, I guess we have to take a, a kill count off the board, Brandon, because that uh, the woman who got the light through her throat oh. in the last movie survived. Ooh, yeah, yeah, she did. I don't so know if you could survive that, that but uh, it's the Halloween franchise, right? I mean, Doctor Loomis survived getting exploded in the hospital. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Will Patton was dead as dirt, I thought, and then they brought him back oh, yeah. for kills. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, so. that's another disappointment for me. I was, I love Will Patton. Right, I remember the Titans, and he, he's a great character actor, right? And I'm like, oh, good, they didn't kill him, so they can do more with him in the sequels. And like, he's in a hospital bed and kills, and then he just like, yeah, love Lorne for <laughs> Laurie Strode at the grocery store, bringing her roses and stuff. In this one, I just think he was kind of wasted in this movie, the actor and, and the, the character. And they did set up the character because, like, at, well, at one point in Kills, he goes, "I'm like, I'm gonna get him. Like, we're, we're I'm gonna get Michael Myers. I'm gonna shoot him in the head." And then he's just very chill in this one. Which yeah, I, I agree. A little little wasted. Although I do see like him as being like that little anchor for Laurie of like a happy ending. Right. So at least there's That's that. That's his purpose, yeah. 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 
Well, he's he's moved on. He's retired, and he's learning Japanese and making meat pies for people. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, okay, so let's talk about. So you mentioned Christine. That was the thing that was on the edge of my tip of my tongue too. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't picture what it was. But there was like some other John Carpenter references throughout this as well. Oh. So like the 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 DJ totally reminded me of the Fog. Oh yes, yeah. You know, well, and so. Halloween six or five. Which one is it with the DJ? Uh, I guess six. The, the there Howard, was a the DJ. How, no, the Howard Stern wannabe guy. Which one is that? I think that's Halloween I, five. I think it's six. Is I'm it? pretty sure it's six. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's it's, it's six. six. It's yeah. six because yeah, Paul Rudd uh, is listening oh, to yes, that. Yes. That's right. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. Ant, yeah. yeah Ant Man. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so there, there, and then we had the thing on the TV. So like, yes, there's tons of John Carpenter references going through going all through this one here. So, um, I guess, so let's talk about the, the final scene, I guess let's jump to the final killing, unless there's anything in missing here that we want to talk about. Let's jump to the big battle at the end here. Well, I, I, I want to point out, uh, some of the kills, um, one oh, we'll in particular, get to, we'll get to some favorite ones there. So like, okay. Okay. If, if, if we're going to do that later, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, no, I mean, we can jump to it because, uh, I, I just to reiterate, I did enjoy when, Corey and Michael Myers were like a, a, a tag team for a bit. Um, yeah. I, I did like the little misdirect of just Corey taking the mask off the yeah. shape and, yeah. and becoming Michael Myers. I sort of thought that's where the franchise was going to go. Okay, okay, like yeah. this guy's going to be the new Michael Myers. Same. But of course, he gets his head twisted off. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that's all I have to say. I think we can jump to the climactic conclusion. Yeah. This was intense. This was a pretty intense final battle between Laurie and Michael. Oh, you know what? I did have one last thing to say about Corey, though. Uh, <laughs> interesting that, like, with Michael Myers, right? I mean, and not the Rob Zombie versions, but in the, you know, John Carpenter versions, Michael Myers, by all intents and purposes, seemed to have, like, a normal life, and no one knew why he, like, snapped or whatever. Corey still was a good kid, it seemed, right? I mean, he was going to, he's MIT going to, or whatever, right? Engineer, going to go to college, right? But he has a horrible home life. <laughs> You know, so you're. Yeah. I think that you're very sympathetic to him because he goes home. He's got this, you know, uh, overbearing mom. Of course, you know, his dad's trying to help him out, like give him a motorcycle. But still, like, I don't know if you're his dad. Could you drive him to work? Maybe he wouldn't be late then. Um, okay, so I get that that's his stepdad. Okay, so let's. Yeah, I got that because the, too. he calls him by his name. So uh, at, at first, I'm like, is this? At first, I'm like, is this just a crappy boss? He's going to fire him for being late. Well, then we find out that he gives him the bike. Then we see him at the dinner table. I'm like, okay, so I thought it was like an uncle, maybe her brother. Or something like that, but then since he's living there, I'm like, no, this got to be a stepdad. Okay, that right. Makes Which sense. usually it's an evil stepdad in movies, and this is its actual. Okay, so like, is this like, uh, is she like a molesting mom? Because the way that she kissed him after she oh, slapped boy. him, I'm like, that oh boy, that was odd. That was odd. Yeah, shades so, of Elvis. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it yet. went that. I don't think it went that far. Right? No. but I just think it was a it was a weird like Norman Bates esque. <laughs> Yeah. vibes relationship going on there um i t- i tweeted out who gets the mother of the year award Corey's mom or livia soprano <laughs> <laughs> but i think so. that this this frames Corey as, as more sympathetic right because you kind of you yeah. kind of like want to see him go kill his mom and i was like oh my god is he gonna kill his dad or stepdad or it is that was a nice way to kind of resolve that with like the 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 bullies ended up killing the dad because he got in yeah. the way of the shotgun and stuff. I thought that was oh, a that good was way awesome. to resolve that. If I really bad for, I hope you find love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 
that was I a love, hell of a line. <laughs> clearly, he's got to be the husband too, because he's he's staying at work. You know, he's lying his face off to his wife that I got work to do, but he's just sitting there watching Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> films on his laptop. Our at target, work, right? Yeah. Anyway. So, like, I don't know. He just does not want to be home, so he's just watching movies at work, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted but, to mention Corey a little more and his, you know, the, the way they frame him because I think I don't know. I, I felt I, I didn't want I didn't want to see him spiral to evil. You know, I was no. like maybe his relationship with Allison can like save him and ended up like kind of pulling them both down and kind of spiral from there. So I was I was kind of rooting for him um, until obviously he pretty much becomes Michael Myers. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's oh, I'll just say yeah, I, I'll agree. That's like one thing I kind of. I mean, I'm okay with him dying and like let's let's not have a new Michael Myers. That's I'm okay with that happening. Yeah, but yeah, I do feel bad for the guy. I mean, he. <laughs> although, like when he became Michael Myers when he dressed up and he got the mask, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm okay with him dying. But there could have been maybe a bit of redemption at the end, uh, like with Allison. Like you're saying, Zach. Like maybe, maybe Allison could have been the, the the help he needed by the end. Maybe he could have recovered from this evil. But eh, yeah, oh she well. she's the difference maker because Michael Myers didn't have that right, and and he right. know, he could have had her in that way. Uh, also, oh, you know, another thing for him, he he works at the junkyard, so he already has the overalls. Mm-hmm. Applause. Perfect. Yes. Because no, some stupid <laughs> contrived. Why is he wearing this outfit? No, he, that's what he already had. I was, I was very happy uh-huh. with that. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, again, I just, we'll we'll postpone the finale here for <laughs> a couple of things because <laughs> there's some there's some good stuff here. So I wanted to point out one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed or not. As well, another subtle thing that I noticed is after Corey jumps down off the top of the radio station and lands on the ground. He sits up with the Michael sit up. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really awesome here. So, uh, one thing that I want to talk about about uh, Corey here, I've I've been on a podcast hiatus here because I had a really bad experience at work earlier this year. I did not react well. I ended up taking a stress leave for three weeks and stuff, and I ended up having to do some serious self reflection on my own. Now. I'm bearing my heart here to people, but I mean, like by choice, one of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm taking an anger management course right now. And it's an interesting course because it's a course that's required for some people to take it, to like go back to their jobs or go back to their wives or go back to their kids or whatever. So like, while a lot of the stuff doesn't quite apply to me, one of the sequences, one of the videos that we had to watch was about a, an abusive person who like ended up killing his girlfriend and whatnot. And one of the things that is said in the justification of it was if I can't have her, no one can. Mm-hmm. And so like with that as something fresh in my ears from a video that I've seen, like seeing that in here, I'm like starting to watch this from the point of view of like an abusive lover and stuff. And it's like, it was kind of a really fascinating turn for the character because even that one time, well, I, he had, I think he had just killed somebody or something. And he, he came back to Allison's house and knocked on the door and she let him in and whatnot. And he like pushes her to the wall. That was a strange okay. move. Yeah. You know, which is like a very violent act. And it's like, you know, like he's, he's got this rage that's building up in him. And so like, there's this whole element that can be seen that this is like an abusive relationship with the two. He's, he's in the restaurant when he's talking to that cop, the way that he's reacting, um, the way that Allison is like afraid of the cop, but she's also seems to me to be afraid of Corey in that sequence. Which, which was that, wasn't that cop kind of old to be her boyfriend? 
Yeah, yeah I thought so. That's what I thought. Yeah, this guy's I like 45. So. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just wanted to know. I don't know if I, I only saw that because of what I'm recently going through here. Did you guys notice anything like that throughout the, the film? I mean, I, I definitely uh, like those moments when you saw that, like that evil had like they had succumbed to that, and like he was taking that out in his relationship with Allison. I found that mm-hmm. interesting and scary in its own right because that line, it's like if I can't have her, no one will. Like I've heard that before, you know, in movies and. And like in relationships in real life, like of other people, not not me, but luckily I haven't been through anything that dramatic. But it's it's I I I, I get that like uh, like what they were trying to portray in this relationship. I kind of wish we had more time with them. Like maybe if like um I don't know because it, it, I, I guess my problem with that relationship is like the end where it just like he dies, she sees he's dead, she leaves, that's it. I kind of wish there was a little bit more um, uh, between them. But I did enjoy, <laughs> enjoy is the wrong word, but I like the turn where he said it again. It's like, if I can't have her, no one will. And he stabs himself in the neck. I was like, yeah. okay, that's good punctuation to that. Yeah. To that, like, the, 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 the theme to his actions. It's like, okay, that's, I think that's what that character would do at that point. And I was like, yeah. and I also did not expect that to happen. Yeah. Too. So right, I was right. Obviously, he was thinking he would frame. Lori for Lori. his murder. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, Allison showed up at the worst possible yeah. time. Good, just good like the thing. parents did. Well, though, just, right? Yeah, very true. At the beginning. Good thing that uh, Lori faked the call to 911 to report a suicide. She didn't fake it, though. She called it because, remember, Hawkins, he said on the phone, Lori called well, in a suicide. Well, I know. she. I'm just saying, like, okay, she called in her fake suicide. That's how I should say okay, it. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's yeah. that's how Hawkins calls Allison and was like, oh, your, your grandma reported her suicide. And so in Allison's mind, she thinks that Lori called the cops to report Corey's oh. suicide. And that's why she was like, oh, I had it all wrong and goes back. That's how I interpreted that. Yeah, because yeah. she was done okay. with her grandma at that point. She said, "You killed, you killed my boyfriend, right? Uh, I'm done." And yes, that's what yeah. that, she comes back because she gets that new information that a suicide was called in, and she assumes that Lori had called in to report Corey's suicide. That's how I interpreted it. That's interesting because I interpreted it as Allison thinking that Lori was going to kill herself, oh. and 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 in a way, like when I know we're going to talk about it, but I'll just quickly mention like when Myers has like his hand around. Lori's throat like I thought okay this is it like in a way Lori is like committing suicide because she's like do it do it Michael Myers yeah and that's when Allison comes in so it's interesting that that, that's how you interpret it I interpreted it like Allison was like okay Lori's gonna kill herself Mm. which that do it do it kind of goes back to Halloween kills in the end of the Halloween kills with Mm. uh, Allison's mom yeah. So, um, yeah, see, like, that's interesting because that adds a lot of layers now that we're talking about this, too, is because Lori called in a suicide to trick the person in the house. Right. But that suicide call um, also ends up being true because he did kill himself. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so it ended up being like, it, it's interesting that that happened. So it ended up doing that. And yes, no, I think that Allison was worried about Lori being dead. Right, but then my thought oh, process okay. is right. So that's what I thought too. But then she gets there and then thinks, obviously, Lori killed him, right? So, um, so much there. There's so much there to unpack. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so anyway, the final fight. Final, the final fight. fight. Here we final go. Final fight. Did you think Lori was really going to kill herself? I mean, I was like, 
I don't know. She was pretty down. I, if I were her, and my, if I was if I was Laurie Strode, and the one person left in my life, like who I tried to protect and sacrifice all the stuff for, like told me to f off and left, I'd be like, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I think I I believe that she was in a suicidal state of mind, but I knew clearly that she's not gonna kill herself in that moment. So I wasn't surprised it was a fake out, but I think it was an effective fake out. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I, I didn't think it would happen, but then for a second, I'm like, what? Okay, whoa, hold on here. No, I, I, I really thought that, like, like everything we saw in the trailers, like, with her fighting Michael Myers, I thought, for a second... It's all when, fake. Like, yeah, it was like a fake out. I was like, oh, my God, they got These me. These are outfakes from 2018. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really, for a split second, I thought, they got us. Right. And, like, she, she, she was going to kill herself. But, no, I... Well, I'm happy that at least I thought that for a second. They got me there for a second. Yes. Yeah. Which is good. So um, I I couldn't believe like the final when they killed him and they like bled him out and just like, like, whoa. I'm like, but this is, see, the thing is, this is all of these Halloween movies. You're like, it can't be. M- Michael can't keep coming back. Can't keep coming back. Why don't they just cut off his head? Why don't they just cut that, yeah. off his, you know, like bleed him out or whatnot? And they did all of that in this finally. Right. And it was like, it was cathartic after 13 Michael Myers films it was cathartic to see Michael Myers torn apart like that. I, I I'm telling you, like my, my, my blood was pumping. I was on the edge of my seat during that fight. I will say as much as I liked the fight overall, at times I was like, is, is Lori really that strong to, to kind of overpower Michael Myers at times? Right. But I don't know, but I bought into it. Like by the time he was on the kitchen counter, and the knives were like uh, uh, stabbed through his hand, and like the refrigerator was on him. I'm like, okay, I buy this. I, I, I enjoyed that final fight between the both of them. Yeah, I thought it was maybe a little small scale for the grand finale of the Halloween franchise, especially compared to 2018. This this knockdown, drag out like oh, yeah. fortress of cages and shotguns and whatnot. Um, it's almost like if that would have been this, that might have felt like more like the, the punctuation mark at the at the end. Because this is like they're in like a kitchen, <laughs> and that's like right. the grand finale. But to your point, Marcelo, she's like in her late sixties now. How long did she really last at that point? And then this kind of and this kind of fight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I guess it was. It came down to the two of them as as it should have. I, I thought perhaps that she would die, and they both died together. And that would be how they would truly end yeah. Halloween, but they yeah, didn't. That's what I was and she got to live too. happily ever after. So yeah, yeah. See, I I feel like if they had killed Lori in this movie in, in, in whatever way, like suicide or whatever, I would I would have been upset because, like, I I want her to live. Like this this interpretation of her character of Lori, I want her to live uh, because we've already seen her die. In resurrection, hmm. and as as much as I like that movie, I do like it. As we all do. As, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, those first fifteen minutes, like with her and Myers, and like her being pushed off the off the roof, terrible. I I do not like how her character was handled, you know, in that movie. So I'm I'm happy she survived it. I I, I think I yeah, I would have been a little bit upset if Laurie had died in this movie. Well, and they they've mm. just killed like so much of the rest of her family at this point like you know her, yeah. her daughter's dead her son-in-law's dead like it would feel 
and yeah, obviously if Lori died, Allison would not die, right? At least they're like, okay, lose right. her at least, but it's like, I don't know, like, what are you really saying at the end of everyone is dead? Like, it, 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 there is some, like, the, the fact that she got a happy ending is, 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 is somewhat like, okay, at least she made it, right? She persevered yeah. and over this trauma and this evil, right? Mm-hmm. And if she had died, like, in the, in, in the finale of Ends, it would have, um, like, uh, seeing it again, I would have soured on it, I think, because... Mm-hmm. That that opening, or the, uh, the 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 opening twenty minutes, like with her living her life, like I, I, oh, the, 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 I, I, sh- I should mention this too. One of my favorite moments in the movie is like when she's like carving that pumpkin that and like making that jack o' lantern and saying something to Allison. It's like, hey, like oh, I forget I forget the line. She's like, show your tits, yeah, to oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to trauma <laughs> and say fuck you. Like she gives both fingers. I love that interpretation of of this of this character. And to see her happy in like the beginning of this movie, like I want that. That, that that's why I bring up Scream Three because it kind of is like the same endings. Like having survived all this, I don't want to see her like die in the end. Yeah. I want yeah. this protagonist to, to live on. So uh, you know we won't see her in the movie, but the fact that she survives and is, is happy in the end. I'm well, happy that's about what we that. thought about Scream Three too, <laughs> <laughs> and then. But no, this is yeah. like Scream Three is the is the least of this trilogy. So yes, I agree with you. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> this is pretty divisive. There's a lot of people out there who like love this and think it's fantastic. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm gonna say that I'm not alone with this being pretty high. I don't have it as my favorite here, but. Um, do you want to talk about the deaths individually, or would you like to jump into Zach and say, "Hey, what's her favorite death?" Well. Let me say one last thing about the end, right? They put Michael Myers through, oh, yeah. through the car grinder. Oh, yeah. The Chekhov's car grinder finally paid off. I don't know if that's the right terminology for... What, a car grinder? Yep. <laughs> Chekhov's metal cruncher. Anyway. Metal cruncher, yeah. Junkyard <laughs> disposal machine. Uh, that what, what they were missing, right? They're all standing around. They see Michael Myers' body get eaten up. And you need the shot where Lori throws the mask on the thing and it gets sucked in and, and chewed up and eaten that. And I, mm. I can't be- I can't believe that wasn't in here. Like the iconography of just the mask itself being destroyed. Because uh, like you were saying, Brandon, you were thinking the mask was like the, the key to all the evil too. It's just the symbolism of it. You need to kill the symbol of death, right? It's almost like there was going to be like a post-credit scene where some hand reaches off screen and <laughs> grabs yeah. the mask, right? <laughs> Freddy <laughs> does Freddy grabs Freddy versus Michael. We never got that. Before. Anyway, got I just it. thought that was. An, I was just waiting for that to happen. It didn't happen. I was. I was surprised actually. So. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So I got two things. So, in 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 the kitchen fight at the very end, like when I. I I don't know. Like my thought was, yeah, decapitate him, like cut his head off. I would have loved to have seen Laurie and Allison just like together, like cut Michael's head off. Okay, missed and then in the next movie, we find out it's the ambulance driver. Yep. <laughs> He's like, no. Um, <laughs> Crush my throat. I can't talk. <laughs> okay, that's one. And then they're but in it's... a mental institution at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Myers no. kills them. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> but okay, I but hey, I see why they didn't cut his head off because they wanted okay, and here's my it's a little gripe, and maybe on a rewatch I'll I'll see it. I I, I won't be as like gripey about this, but the procession through the town, them strapping Michael Myers to, to the top of the car, and like the him and him being fed into the car grinder. I don't know, like, for whatever reason, 
it just didn't feel maybe it just felt too abrupt at the end like mm-hmm. they just shoved his body like maybe if, like maybe if they shot it a different way if they slow things down maybe I don't know. Like it didn't feel as impactful as I think yeah. they were wanting it to be. I so that was my gripe. I yeah. think I think a different yeah. presentation, right? The slow mo, the the rain, yeah. rain, you know, crowds yeah. of people. It just felt like you know, in some of the wider shots, I'm like, can people even tell what that is? Like, you know, Michael Vice, yeah. like, why, what's on top of that car? Oh, let's all go to the junkyard, right, and see what's going <laughs> on. So, yeah. So see, it, evil yeah. dies so tonight. I, was, I wanted people to start cheering that. <laughs> Okay, I was just going to say, so I didn't mind the ending because it made me think of the Evil Dies yeah. Tonight, where it's like they were easily riled up to chant the Evil Dies Tonight. And then this is like the, the town's been through hell over the last four years, right? You know, because yeah. again, like if you, if you think about it in this timeline here, okay, so Michael killed his sister. Michael comes back uh, in 1978, kills five people, and then 40 years later, he comes back because of something. So like that 40-year period... There was like nothing, right? Between 1978 and 2018, the town was just a normal town. And then Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills is the same night. So like that town went through like a serious, serious trauma. And so to me, this is like for the next four years, it's simmering and the town comes together to heal at the end and to bury this final demon of like, this terrible history that this town has. So I don't know. I liked the ending. I enjoyed it myself. No, yeah, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed like the symbolism of the whole thing. Like I'm I'm on board with you, Brandon. It's like I, I like that the town came together to do this, but I think just the particular way it was handled. Like I I just had a thought, yeah. like maybe if they had like chopped his body up and threw like pieces of his body piece by piece into the grinder, maybe mm. that would have been a little bit better. I don't know. And oh, okay. Uh uh I mentioned this in the beginning of a recording, like, um, yeah, people in the audience, like, laughed, like, when they tossed his body in the grinder. And I think it's because it is, it's a tight, it's a little silly, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the visual imagery of seeing a body go through a grinder. I mean, but who doesn't? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. We're all on board here. But I don't know. Again, I can't explain it, like, precisely right now. Maybe I need a rewatch. But... Just the way it was shot. I, I'm on board with a procession and like the townsfolk coming together to see this evil finally being put to an end. But just the way it was handled, maybe it could have been handled a bit better. But but yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, as that one meme goes around, I know I know people who use subtext in their films and they're all cowards. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? It, I think it's from like a, a comedy show. I, I, I looked it up once. I, I seriously thought it was like from like a documentary. Like I thought for a second that was William Friedkin doing it. But no, it's it's something else. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, right on. Um, okay, so let's maybe we'll talk about some of our favorite kills here. So Yeah, I mean, I, I can just go down the death count. And we can. You want to do the yeah? Let's, let's do it that way. So, <clears throat> what do you guys think it was? Uh, twelve. Ooh, wait. A guess on how many people were killed in this. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go nine. Okay. I came with eighteen. Eighteen. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I was a low ball. Here's a guy. I got Jeremy. Uh, the couple. Jeremy. The kid at the beginning. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the Jeremy. <laughs> oh, that's right. The couple in the car. At the beginning in the montage, um, the clown. Oh, it's okay. So uh, let's not. Yeah, no, let's not okay. count those. Let's not count those because I don't think those <laughs> are right, Michael. Okay, because fine. if Michael's getting strength from killing people, he was pretty weak right, at the so start that's of the movie. Minus wait. those three, then. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can I jump in too? Please. Like, okay, are we no. counting? No. Okay. 
<laughs> oh, I don't show up then. No, wait. Are we? Oh, this is a, a legitimate question. Are we counting just the Michael Myers kills, or are we counting the Corey and Michael Myers kills? We're counting all kills. All kills. All kills. Well, this all one kills. will do it. Yeah. All kills. Because okay. previous, I didn't. Well, we didn't get the numbers for this one here because I messed up on my time for. I, I, I have. Today. The, I have the just overall number of kills. I don't. I don't oh, have. Do you? I don't have robots and dogs and that stuff we did the other times. But but <laughs> yeah, what, okay. what, what or, or shrapnel deaths and all that stuff. But what I do have is people who were killed on screen. So I'm going to take okay. off the, okay. the the couple in the car who was that a gunshot wound to their head? I, I couldn't gunshot, tell. Gunshot. Okay. Yeah. Gunshot, and then the clown who had the think committed suicide. I'm not sure. So yeah. those are the three that I'm taking off the board in that montage now so that brings us to 15 and let me know if okay. any of these other ones are incorrect okay so jeremy at the beginning okay the homeless guy who's like i'm michael myers that would have been actually a good twist yeah. if that really was the real michael myers uh yeah. he's going to he's going to that gas station to get food and stuff dressed that way and then goes back and puts the mask on um the the ex-boyfriend cop okay yep. yeah the doctor the yep. nurse Okay, so let's pause there. Okay. So, because we're going to talk about the kills. Or do you want to go through the list? I all just want to just go, go through the list. Okay, here. Right. Do, it, yeah. do uh, it. Do it. The four teenage bullies, yeah. uh, the dad slash stepdad, the mom, the DJ's secretary who appeared just to be killed. I was like, who is that? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. that's, um, I forget her name. She's uh, uh, Joe Bob Briggs' uh, uh, um, co host. Oh, on... look at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look up her name, but nice. I was very pleased Vision. to see her. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. the new Joe Bob race. But anyway, the new Joe. I, Bob I, I follow you. Um, so she, her, the DJ, to mm-hmm. me by far the most gruesome death. Uh, the uh, Corey himself, and then Michael Myers himself, and that brings us to fifteen. Okay, excellent. I love it. So favorites. So uh, favorite. I mean, like there were so many good ones here. Like the the kid. At the beginning, nothing right? more like, shocking than that. That's the best. <laughs> that was totally unexpected. But I mean, David Gordon Green is good at this kind of thing too, because like, I mean, like I, one of the craziest things that happened is like an accidental injury in George Washington, right? Where they're like, kids are like in a bathroom and they're like kind of pushing each other around. And this one kid slips and smacks his head on the cement floor. And this character already has a soft skull. And then, like, the way that he reacts, he, like, kind of goes insane and starts, like, smashing his own head against the wall. Like, it's, like, really gruesome and whatnot and, like, hard to watch. And, like, so that made me think of this here. But the way he lands and his back just goes backwards and blood just splatters. I'm like, oh, yes. Love it. Kill that brat. Uh, I I do I, I enjoyed the suddenness and the the extreme gore like in the split second of that death um, and I, I love again I'll read her I love that opening because again it's like what's gonna happen is Michael Myers gonna show up and I love that he just doesn't show up and it's just this kid just getting yeah. killed just by a random act so yeah, yeah. I, I dug that kill. I'll tell you the most unbelievable thing in this movie is that these people have a house large enough and rich enough that they've got this winding staircase that goes up like three floors and they have that tiny ass kitchen. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh, Boo. oh, okay. What's the deal? Side note. Sorry. What is the deal with Corey and chocolate milk? Like he always has a choice between like alcohol and chocolate milk and he always chooses chocolate milk. And I just thought, you know what? That's an interesting character quirk. I liked that. Yeah. Wasn't there like an alien or something where milk got people drunk in some TV show or movie or something oh. like that? Where, what? 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 No idea. That sounds very familiar. Was it the Coneheads? <laughs> Something like that. I think <laughs> it, sounds the cone- like, it sounds like it would be. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the kitchen, yeah. Um, yeah, God, for for me, y'all, the the DJ one, I had to look away. You know? Oh man, yeah, that was amazing. 
I was like, I was I'm like, oh, because I'm not as in love with gore as like Brandon is, right? So I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of like less gory than most of them. But then once once Corey becomes Michael Myers and goes on his spree, gore everywhere. So the DJ and then the and then the 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 uh, the blowtorch in the bully's mouth. I was like, those are the oh, two most extreme, so awesome. horrible deaths. I had to literally look away. So <laughs> yeah, the, the tongue on the record. The, yeah, oh, the the DJ one is the one that's my favorite. It got me. It got me the most because not only does uh, you know fake Michael Myers like it's fake Michael Myers at that point, right? Corey, Corey Myers like bang his head against like the counter. You see his head like all banged up. I'm like, okay, that's good enough. That's pretty. That's pretty good gore. Good job. He grabs the scissors. It's so slow. Like grabs the scissors. Where we all know what's gonna happen. You see the t- you see it cut, and then you see it fall on the record player, and it spins like maybe three or four times. I, it's to me, it's like the most perfect death in this movie. I, I love that death. Yeah. <laughs> what's Marcella? What's harder to watch, this or Antichrist? Oh, maybe Antichrist. Yeah, I'll go Antichrist. Yeah, because I would for, agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I, I've watched it once. I will. I don't think I could ever watch it. Let's again. not talk about why. Let's just move on. <laughs> um, so yeah, I loved that death, and I thought it was perfect. Um, the the one he cheated. Okay, David Gordon Green cheated. Okay, in the death of the doctor, mm. because you can when she comes out and it's all dark in the background in the shadows, you can just barely see, barely see Corey going hard. On the doctor, right? Uh-huh. Stabbing him and whatnot. And you don't hear anything. It's quiet. You oh, hear nothing. Oh, she put a horror and then she, if she were there. Yeah, yeah. And then she, as soon as she flips the light, you start hearing the squishing and whatnot. Cheated. But it was still pretty cool. <laughs> so I just want to point that one out. Lots of great deaths. Anything else stick out? I think those are the big ones. No, those are the big ones. No. I uh, Like I said, the, the, the one I feel, felt most sorry for was the stepdad. Uh, yeah. Because he's like was standing up to kind of defend his... His son, you know, and yeah, so, yeah. And, and and I'm glad, I'm glad that Corey, like, I mean, obviously he's a horrible person to kill all these people, but I'm glad he ended up killing his, he did not end up killing his dad slash right. stepdad. That was like, I don't know, to, to me, that I was like, okay, too far, too far, too far, too far. Anyway, but but the final tally that I came up with uh, was 15 for this movie, which means 205 because I had to subtract the woman from the previous movie who we thought died. Um, and th- those are the numbers I came up with. 205 deaths of the course of this franchise. Oh, and then listen to our wow. previous episodes for stats of, like, you know, robots and stuff like that, as, <laughs> as we discussed. So, Yeah, excellent. Right Two, I'm glad we, we broke the, the 200 mark. That's, that's great. Yeah. Well done. Congrats. Congrats. Nice. Nice Where's nice. the champagne? <laughs> so, uh, Marcelo, I think we, we kind of already ruined everything here, but let's just do a recap here. So what is your – how many uh, how Lattics. many tongues – Jack letters. No tongues, no tongues. Tongues. Like player players. Oh my god. All right, fine. <laughs> out of five, uh, how many Michael Myers masks out of five? Uh, it's it's a four for me. And I I mean I saw it on Wednesday. It's been two days. I slept on it, and I'm like I I do need to rewatch. Um, if anything, it might bump it bump it down a bit, maybe. But I'm still I'm still pretty certain it's gonna remain like top tier Halloween sequel for me overall. I mean, I, I did a rewatch of all the movies mm-hmm. leading up to this and I don't want to, di- I, uh, uh, I don't want to dig into it right now, but like Michael Myers, this interpretation of Michael Myers is my favorite of yeah. the sequels. Yeah. And I think ends delivers um, as much 
as I have problems with like certain things, overall I'm satisfied. So it's a solid four out of five for me. Um, not, for me, not as good as Halloween Kills, but it's it's up there. So that's that's my score. So how would you rank these four? Just the four. Just the four. Um, so okay, original of course number one, uh, 1978. Um, and then I'd go Kills, and then. This is where no, I'd go ends and then 2018. So that's my ranking of of, of these four. So you like you this more than 2018? I liked it a little bit more than 2018. I, I I will say like just the just the confluence of like emotions I had watching this was was also something I didn't expect. Like I I, I get it. Like maybe 2018 is a is a well it's like better shot maybe like the, the the finale there is a bit more riveting but i don't know the character work in this worked for me i like the 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 cory angle i don't know like yeah uh as uh, i hate to say this phrase but like as i think 2018 is kind of you know a a standard basic slasher movie and ends is has a little bit more going to it so that's why i'll give it the edge uh, above 2018 mm-hmm. yeah zach did we increase your rating at all? I mean, I was thinking about even going down before I talked to y'all, so I'm going to stay steady with my <laughs> with my three jack-o'-lanterns out of five uh, for this. So, uh, so yes, three out of five for me, and then to ranking these four, um, unfortunately, it just <laughs> I rank them in release order. <laughs> it's 1978, <laughs> 2018, kills and ends, and. Uh, yeah, I guess final word on on it. I'd say like it, you know we mentioned the Star Wars sequel trilogy off the top, uh, and I, I feel like I feel a little bit out of here. Just like all three of these movies are extremely different, and I feel like even though they said they had a plan, I don't think they had a plan at all <laughs> because I don't think I don't think the Michael Myers they set up in 2018 is the one we got here. It ends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like okay, uh, and then let's let's just erase all the other movies now. I agree with you, Marcel. I think I look at it. You know everything here. Other than Halloween two, the original Halloween two, like like this, Michael, I much prefer this Michael Myers to the ones in H two O Resurrection and the Thorn trilogy. So I'll uh, give it that. I'll, I'll say especially the zombie movies, which I rewatched, and no, thank you. I'd rather go with these. I, yeah. I really like the remake. I really like the remake, but for what it is, so I, I think mm. it's, it's it's that's valid. The second one is still a conversation, but uh, yeah, that's where I have it. Mm. So Brandon, tell us why this is the best movie of all time to you. It's not. It's not even my, the best Halloween movie of all time. So right now, so like this is this is the hard thing that when you're like a film fan, right? Like if you if you don't put the original at the top, you're a bad human being, right? Basically is what people say. And I, it's not at the top for me. So yes, I give this movie. I give this movie right now five stars. I am fully aware though that my rating may change on this. I could be going into this just because I'm excited and it's new. My initial reaction though is I loved this and it was a it was a perfect ending to the trilogy for me. Um, so. Uh, I rank them right now because I like the modern movie making. I love David Gordon Green's directing. Okay. I still rank the original a five-star film, but I'm going kills 2018 ends and then the original. So I give them all five stars. I love all of them. It's just like, if I'm going to grab one of these movies right now, the first, if I just want to watch a Halloween movie, the first Halloween movie I'm going to be reaching for is going to be kills hands down. And then probably 2018. So, and I, maybe it's cause I've seen the original just so many times. Right. I love the original. It's one of the movies that got me into horror. I will, it will never not be a five-star film because it's a perfect movie. But if I'm going to go with one, I'm going to go with one of the new ones. Cause I just loved them. So 
Marcelo, thank you so very much for joining us to discuss this. It's been a blast as always. Well, thank How are you, you for having where me did, on. Where could people find you? Of course, talkfilmsociety.com, uh, uh, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety for bonus commentaries. And um, <clears throat> this is going to happen. Hope, I mean, worst case scenario doesn't happen without me, but check out uh, the Talk Film Society show Monsters Never Die uh, with Matt Curione and Jacob DeNoble. I am uh, the plan is to have me as a guest for their Halloween retrospective. So, okay. if you enjoyed me talking Halloween here, or if you didn't, and you want to hear more of my controversial opinions, check that show out. We're going to do not only this movie. I'll talk a little bit. Uh, 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 I would have had. Uh, I'll have a rewatch or two, you know, before recording that episode with them. But I will also dig in with them the entire series. So, mm-hmm. all thirteen movies uh, in one episode. I don't know how long it's going to be. Upwards of three hours, maybe. <laughs> we all like to talk, but yeah, check that out in the future. Uh, and of course, all the other shows on Talk From Society. We do good work. Yeah, you guys do. And we appreciate you because you guys started this show with us because our original franchise fatigue was Halloween H4O, and that's what launched our, our franchise fatigue show. And then we are finishing here because, Zach, I think we're blowing out the candle on franchise fatigue. Ends. Franchise fatigue ends? Yes. <laughs> Franchise fatigue ends. I'm just, you know, as I said earlier, I mean, like, I, I had a traumatic experience earlier this year, and I've taken a break from podcasting. This is the second podcast I've done since March, and the other one I did just so I had a chance to talk with my friend Tom, uh, and I'm going to keep doing that with him, and we're talking about Rod Serling's The Loner, like an old Western TV series, right? Like, just something completely off the wall. But I have enjoyed so much to just watch movies for the sake of watching movies. I've watched so many good movies. I've watched so many bad movies over the last six months. It's been glorious. And I think we're, we're going to finish up my Hitchcock podcast. We got four more movies to cover. I'm not sure when we'll get to it, but that's going to be, I think the end of my podcasting reign. Um, I've been doing so much podcasting over the past few years, but it's just nice to just not have to worry about it, not have to take notes. Yeah. not have to edit. No, nope. you know, like all it's pluses just, to just sit and enjoy a movie. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just enjoy it. Just watch it. So, uh, I'm finally getting a chance to watch through my criterions that I bought like 10 years ago. Wow. Right. And just never got around to watching and whatnot because of kids and podcasting and whatnot. So you could find me on Twitter at Brandon Matella. And honestly, that's about it right now. Zach, where can people find you when you're not sad because you didn't get any custard? <laughs> well, you can find me personally on Twitter at Moron Zach. That's M O O R E O N Z S E H. And I'm also a host of Always Long the Smallville. You can find us on Twitter at Always Smallville with one S. Our flagship show is. Always Sold on to Smallville, where we talk about Smallville, uh, the Superman TV show. We have a lot of other Always Sold on to spinoff shows going on now. We talk about Arrow. We're talking about Star Wars. Uh, I've got a Patreon over there. We talk about other older shows. So um, that's that's where I'm planting my flag these days, where you can find me. And, uh, and Brandon, I just want to say, man, this has been a fun journey on uh, Franchise yeah. Fatigue. You know, we, we started talking about Halloween, and we loved it so much that we found a lot of other franchises and and i I feel like we we shared some franchises with each other that we otherwise would not have watched uh so we we, yeah i i feel like you've made me a more positive movie fan i feel like i've made you a more (laughs) negative movie fan so i feel like we really balanced each other out and i really have enjoyed uh, podcasting with you about all this stuff over the years so Marcelo, the real reason is because he gave Halloween Ends a three star. That was, that was the deal breaker. <laughs> this, is it, this is it. This, this was news to Zach. Oh, we're done? Okay. 
I quit. <laughs> Excellent, right on. And if you want to listen to any more episodes of the Halloween H4O podcast, please feel free to go back and listen in the back feeds of the Talk Film Society Network. Um, it is still available in our Franchise Fatigue feed as well. Um, and we're going to have a, a great time rewatching this movie over and over. And I'm looking forward to getting it on uh, home, home media, home video released. So... That's all we got for you now. So until the next time the pumpkin is lit, uh, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil, evil. dies tonight. <laughs> evil, evil dies, dies tonight. tonight. Evil died tonight. <laughs> evil died tonight. Evil died tonight.